I'm Cassie Hilbron, and this is the Cook It Real Good podcast, bringing you shortcuts to success in the kitchen. Today's episode is all about cupcakes. Full disclosure, I am far from an amazing baker. I'll be the first to admit that for years I only ever relied on packet mixes. These days I do dabble in a little bit of baking and I have a few recipes in my back pocket that I've well and truly nailed, but I've never quite mastered the art of the perfect cupcake. I know I'm not the only one who struggles when it comes to baking, so for today's episode I invited Stephanie Pollock from the blog Cupcake Project to share her tips and tricks on how to make the perfect cupcake. Stephanie began the Cupcake Project in 2007 as a way of documenting her quest to master the cupcake in time to bake hundreds of them for a friend's wedding. Since then, her recipes have been featured regularly in the Huffington Post and BuzzFeed. She's been a contributor for Parade Magazine, Paula Dean, and Chowhound, and she freelances for magazines like Fine Cooking and All Recipes. Stephanie curates the best desserts on the planet on her Instagram feed at Cupcake Project, where she has over 900,000 followers. I constantly drool over her delicious Instagram feed. This episode is sponsored by my website, cookitrealgood.com. If you haven't had a chance to check it out yet, it's filled with quick, easy, and healthy recipes with a little indulgence sprinkled in between for good measure. You can also find all the show notes for today's episode there. Simply head to cookitrealgood.com slash two. Now let's get into those baking tips. Steph, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to have you because I'm actually a bit of a novice baker myself and I find cupcakes very daunting. So I think this is going to be a good episode for me, but I also know a lot of people who also struggle with baking in general um, and cupcakes seem to be one that we all want to master. So I'm really happy to have you here. Well, you don't need to be scared of the cupcakes. So I'll, I'll help you out. Awesome. All right. Now, before we start, can I get you to share with us what your last baking fail was? Oh, my last baking fail. I think my baking fail that happens to me more often than anything else is when I try to make caramel. Every time I try to alter it or make some minor change and make caramel a different way without fail, it burns, it clumps up like it's it's a regular issue that I have caramel baking fails and then I have to mess with it and figure it out until I can make it work and explain it in a way that other people can make it work. That's the hard thing about recipe creation is is making it in the way that you can explain it. I've, I do find that difficult sometimes. Like you've just, even if you've just mastered it, you then have to go and like test it heaps more times just to get it right and make sure that you can get all of oh, yeah. the nooks and crannies down pat. But that means that there's a lot of failed experiments. Yeah, because just because it worked for me one time, it could have been a fluke. So I have to test it some more. So true. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm trying to think. I, I have one caramel recipe, like where I use caramel in the recipe, but it's just your run of the mill, sweetened condensed milk with a bit of butter and sugar. So I haven't tried to play around with it too much. Yeah. When you do it, when you're actually just 
cooking the sugar, that's what that's when you run the risk. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it's worth it. It's worth it when you get it. It's it's amazingly good. Mm, I love caramel. All right. Well, let's get into your cupcake tips. Now, probably one of the biggest problems people have with cupcakes or cakes in general is getting them to be moist. How, what's your tips for making cupcakes moist? So I have messed with this so much to come up with the perfect moist cupcake recipe. And there's lots of things that go into it. But one thing that I found is that it's hard to get a really moist recipe with an all butter cupcake. So what I like to do in my cupcakes pretty much always is a mix of butter and oil. And the oil makes it more moist, but the butter is so important to me in terms of flavor. Usually I don't enjoy an an all oil cupcake. So I always do a mix, half butter, half oil, and that gives you the moisture, but you still get the buttery flavor. I love that idea. I I have made a few cupcakes um, and muffins with just oil and I think you're right. It's missing that little something. So I like the idea of mixing both of them. Yeah. Now I've heard cautions about when it comes to mixing the batter for cupcakes and that you can make big mistakes there. Could you let us know your tips there? Sure. So it, it's kind of a two a two parter when you're making cupcakes. When you're creaming up the butter and the sugar, you can mix pretty much as long as you want. And a lot of times longer is better because you really want it fully incorporated. You can go sometimes I go, you know, three, four minutes, I can walk away, come back, doesn't matter. But once you put the flour in, if you mix too much, the gluten will become overdeveloped. And what that's going to do is leave you with a really gummy cupcake. So once you add the flour into the recipe, you want to make sure to mix just until it's combined, So, which means like you don't see any more flour in the batter. And once you're at that point, you're good. Don't keep going. I think I've made that mistake more than once. <laughs> I'm definitely guilty of overmixing. So I, I like that you specified that I can mix as much as I want with the butter. <laughs> but yep. when I get everything together, I've got to just do it just until it's mixed together. It doesn't need to be vigorously mixed. All right. And what about when you fill up the cupcake liners? Because I notoriously get batter everywhere, probably but the liners. <laughs> what are your tips for filling those liners? So there's a couple different schools of thought for this. Some people use the two spoon method where they put it in one, use one spoon to take it out and the other spoon to kind of scrape it off into the liner. Some people will put it into a piping bag. And I think if you're, you know, if you work at a bakery and you need to do like tons of them, a piping bag would be a fast, easy way to do it. But for a home baker, I think the simplest choice is to just use an ice cream scoop. So you scoop the batter out, scoop it into the liner and so on and so forth again and again. And that just works. That's what I do, you know, 90% of the time. I'm so happy that you said that because just the other week, I finally bought myself an ice cream scoop with that exact thing in mind. I I think I saw someone's video where they were doing that and I was like, what a great idea. So I'm glad it comes endorsed by you, Steph. Yes, that's the way to do it. (laughs) All right. And on that note, how do you know how high to fill the liners? So it's very hard to know how high to fill the liners if you've never made a recipe before. Um, My recipes, I try to call out whether fill it halfway, three quarters, all the way. But even if I say halfway, if you're a novice cupcake baker, it's very hard to gauge where halfway is in the liner. So what I always suggest is you make, I call it the test cupcake. So you make just a single cupcake 
cupcake and fill it halfway and bake it and then see how much that cupcake rises and then use that to judge how much you're going to bake the others. And the, the other good part about that is that as the baker, you get to eat the test cupcake and see how it comes out. Oh, yeah. I'm actually glad that you suggested that because I haven't, I don't know why, because it seems pretty straightforward, but I would never have thought to do that. And I would rather just have one so so cupcake than have a whole tray of them that didn't turn out to be the right size or rise enough. Um, that's such a good idea. Well, and it's not only for size, but you can also do it for flavor. Like if you make that, bake that test cupcake and you taste it and let's say it had, it was vanilla and you're like, oh, I wish the vanilla flavor was stronger. You know, it's different than a cake with the cake. Once you bake the cake, you're done. But with this test cupcake, you can then go back and add more vanilla to the batter before you bake all of them for your friends and family. Oh, that is so true. If it didn't taste that good, yeah, you could definitely take that opportunity then to try something different and uh, not not really anything huge lost with just one cupcake. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, and what, what about like how do you know when a cupcake is done? Like I've heard different schools of thought here. So there are different schools of thought. There's two main ways to test it. One is to use a toothpick or a skewer and just stick it into the center of one of your cupcakes pull it out and see if there's any crumbs on it. And if it comes out totally clean, then it's done. Um, The only time that that method might not work is if you're dealing with a cupcake that has lots of chocolate chips or fruit or something in that, because then, you know, your skewer is never going to come out clean if it stabs a piece of fruit. So the other way to tell is to simply touch the cupcake. You're not going to burn yourself. Just touch it lightly on the top and see if it bounces back or if your fingers like smushing through it. And as, if it just bounces back when you touch it lightly on the top, it, it's done. Okay. Yes. I've uh, admittedly, uh, I usually get a knife and stab it into my cupcake. So I think I need to get a skewer as well, but I like the springy tops idea as well. Yeah. Or a toothpick. Yeah. You, the, the knife is just going to, it's too big. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it is. It's definitely not the best. Come on. I said I was a novice baker. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. What about when they come out of the oven? What do you do then? So one problem that a lot of people have is, is their cupcakes sinking when they take them out of the oven. And I find that one of the, the best ways to help that and to just basically stop the cupcake from continuing baking is to just take it directly out of the cupcake tin as soon as it's removed from the oven. So that can be a little bit hot sometimes and your toothpick and your skewer can come into play there too to kind of help you take it out without burning yourself. So take them out of the cupcake tin, set them on your counter or a cooling rack. It doesn't really matter as long as they are not in that hot tin anymore. If they're in the hot tin, they're going to continue to bake for a while. Yeah, I definitely have made that mistake before as well. Okay, I'll make sure I don't do that in the future. And what about like, so once they're cooled, how do you store them to keep them, you know, freshest? So it totally depends on the frosting that you're using. Okay. So when I'm using a buttercream frosting or a cream cheese frosting, those kinds of frostings, I will leave at room temperature for a couple days in a sealed container. Um, health safety standards. I mean, don't quote me on this. I mean, you are quoting me as I'm on a podcast, but (laughs) obviously, but, um, you know, don't sue me, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, I think technically you're supposed to refrigerate buttercream and cream cheese frosting, but I never, 
ever do. I just keep them at room temperature in a sealed container for three days or so. If it's going to be longer, I would put them in the refrigerator. But if you're dealing with a whipped cream frosting, then it has to be in the refrigerator without question, or the whipped cream will just collapse and sink. Okay. Yeah. And I think you can use your common sense a bit there too. Like if your kitchen is extremely hot in the middle of summer and then it's probably not a good idea to leave these things out for three days. But, you know, in cooler climates, of course. Right. I, uh, I had a revelation probably last year when I realized that butter didn't have to necessarily be in the fridge all the time. <laughs> you can leave it out. Um, I think we just get so like, oh, this is the food standards have to be this way. But a bit of common sense sometimes. If, and if it smells fine and tastes fine, then obviously that's good to go. Yeah, I actually learned a tip recently. And this has nothing to do with cupcakes, but I'm going to tell you anyway, because it relates to storing things. And it was like mind blowing to me, like when you're storing cookies and you want them to stay crispy, because I just put everything in a sealed container all the time but the cookies if you put them in the sealed container you put them in there with a stale piece of bread and then they stay crispy like the bread absorbs the moisture and it's like magic what my mind is blown right now i i definitely had no idea that you could do that yeah all right now i have to make a batch of cookies to test it (laughs) only Mm -hmm. for testing purposes you know i'm getting no enjoyment out of it of course no now all right what's if i guess if we're thinking about being a beginner cupcake baker some of us might have only ever used a box mix before or some of us might have dabbled and not had that much success what's one of your recipes that would be a good say starter cupcake so i would highly suggest that you start with my vanilla cupcake recipe and i say this because when i developed that cupcake recipe i actually worked with a team of test bakers from around the world on the recipe and they had varying skills so as you just said some of them had never baked before ever um some had maybe just used a box mix and some were professional pastry chefs and we worked on the recipe until until it was like 60 percent of them said it was the best vanilla cupcake they'd ever eaten in their life and it took a long time to come to that point and now it's like my go-to recipe for everything and whether you're a beginner or advanced like you can do it if the steps are very clear you walk through it and it's like it's it works so well every time you could read through the comments on the post and see how much people love it i love that i love how People of all levels have gotten involved to make it because there's definitely some recipes out there that you see that you go, oh, this is way over my head. I don't know if I could do this. Uh, definitely some baking recipes I see like that. But I love a recipe that you can just, you know, dip dip your toes in, get a, get a start and a feel for it maybe, um, and then just enjoy the spoils, obviously. Yes. All right. And Steph, you're the cupcake queen. I have to ask, what's your favorite cupcake flavor? Yeah. So that's so hard to pick my favorite <laughs> cupcake flavor. I love so many different cupcakes. It's funny, though, because I was just going through all the different cupcakes on my site and kind of updating things. You know, I've been doing this for over 10 years and I noticed that I had four different cupcake recipes on my site called sweet potato casserole cupcake, four different versions of this cupcake. (laughs) And I was like, man, I must really like sweet potato casserole cupcakes. And it's like, 
it's like a weird flavor, but I do. I really like sweet potato cupcakes. So that's, I'm just going to say that. It's not, I mean, I would, that's just my answer for today, but it might change any, depending on the day you ask, but I do like those a lot. That is something I would never have tried before. So I definitely have to go and get, which, which one of the four? <laughs> Recipes you know what? Uh, depending on when you post this, I'm going to be consolidating them to just like one best one because I don't really need four of them on the side. <laughs> so. Okay, well, let's put that on the show notes, definitely. And we'll put the vanilla cupcake as well. Um, and so the listeners can go and have a try, I, but I'm definitely making that sweet potato casserole cupcake. Oh, can't even, I can't even imagine it because sweet potato casserole isn't a thing here in Australia. I've seen mm-hmm. photos of it and recipes, but we've I've never made it, never tried it. So, Oh, my God. You should start just by making a sweet potato casserole. That's a delicious item. All right. I'll make the casserole, and then I'll make the cupcakes. There you go. <laughs> All right, Steph. Now, before you go, can you please tell the listeners where they can find you? Sure. Yeah. You can go to cupcakeproject.com to get all my recipes and you can find me on any social media platform at Cupcake Project. That's awesome. I I follow you and oh my gosh, my tummy's always grumbling from all your delicious posts. Oh, I try I try to stay away from sugar most days. Uh, not always. I'm definitely not <laughs> someone who gives up sugar completely. But yeah, every day I get my sugar cravings looking at your feed. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing those cupcake tips with us. I seriously have so many ideas now and I want to get in the kitchen and start baking. You've given me some confidence where I really wasn't sure before. And I know that the listeners will love this too. So thank you, Steph. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. This was fun. It was. All right. You have a good day. You too. I loved chatting all things cupcakes with Steph. I love how encouraging she is and her tips will certainly help us all nail those cupcakes every time. I particularly love the tip about making a test cupcake. Uh, why didn't I think of that before? There's nothing worse than a whole batch of cupcakes going to the bin because they didn't work out properly. This will save that problem ever happening again. To find all the links we discussed in today's episode, head to cookitrealgood.com slash two. That's it from me. Have a great week and don't just cook, cook it real good. Bye. Bye.